Are you ready to begin your journey out of the realm of just theories and into a world of excitement and experience that only comes with braving the unknown? Join us as we speak to entrepreneurs who have faced the challenges of successfully creating businesses at home as well as abroad. Whether it's arts, services, or tech, from Shanghai to Tokyo, Bangkok to Mumbai, we'll help you find your inspiration and turn it into action. Get ready for Asia Biz Stories, Entrepreneurs in Action. Now welcome your host, Neville J. McKenzie. Jane Jiao, a.k.a. Jiao Wenting, is one half of Pornstar Shanghai. Her partner, Nils Frey, is the other half. As sustainability, recycling and upcycling become more mainstream, Jane positions herself as a pioneer in the changes that are taking place in China by breaking the negative traditional view of second-hand clothing and goods in the Middle Kingdom. Passing through the Porn Star consignment store are great, quality, high-end fashion items at vastly discounted prices. Her constant laughter as she tells her story is an expression of how much she enjoys what she is doing. So now, without further delay, let's begin. I'm with Jane Jia. Yes. Can you introduce yourself? Um, hi, everyone. My name is Jane. I'm from Beijing, but currently live in Shanghai. Jane is your English name? But yeah, that is my English name. Yeah. And you have a Chinese name? Yes, my yeah. Chinese name is Jia Wenting. Can you describe your background? My background is quite simple, I must say, because I was born and raised and I went to college and I worked all in Beijing. I just moved down to Shanghai for more than half a year. My background is, um, is not like retail or fashion related, actually. Um, I was more in the software and <laughs> automation devices, that sort of business. So can you tell me a bit more <laughs> about what you did in the software and automation? Yes. Um, so when I was um, still working uh, in the office, and um, we do customized softwares and um, sometimes um, hardwares for the big companies, and um, like the national um, electricity company um, or some government um, departments, and we make softwares for them to manage um, sometimes their like energy, like to do energy management, and sometimes it's for their um, organization management. Yeah. So you were an engineer. <laughs> Uh, no, I wouldn't call myself an engineer because I did every single position in the company. I started as an acoustic engineer uh, when I was still in college, part-time. And then after graduation, I started to work as a salesperson in the company. And then I moved forward to be the, like, um, the director of the region. <laughs> and... Uh, then slowly, when I was um, 26 years old, I got investment and I finally started my own company. But it was all automation and software related. What was that company you started? Yes, it's um, Beijing Huakong Ruanjian. And what did the company do? It's like um, 
what I describe in my background is like software. And so you were, your company was a software <laughs> yes. design company. Um, yes, you yeah. can say that. And we do installations. So not only that we create uh, softwares, we also use the existing um, devices and we put them all together and we do the installation for the big companies and governments for certain functions like um, video conference system, that sort of thing. Yeah. Can you tell us about your company now? What are you doing now? <laughs> so, what I'm doing now is, uh, is very different. It's a, a completely different story. Uh, I am now doing recycling business. <laughs> Not recycling bottles in the park, but it's so, recycling. What kind of recycling? Um, so, um, I, I would say that it is an existing business model in the West. Um, because you can see resale stores, uh, vintage stores um, in London and in Paris and in New York. Amazing stores and, and beautiful selections. So um, I'm trying to do that in Shanghai, but not only that. I recycle more. More than like the, only the beautiful, amazing items. What are these items that you recycle? Basically, the items that people don't use or don't want anymore, not too fragile and not too big, so the items can be delivered. Can you give me an example of mm -hmm. items? The majority of them are women's wear. Perfumes, dresses, and shoes, and handbags. Yeah. I've seen a few items. Um, <laughs> you do jewelry? Yes. Jewelry mm -hmm. and uh, any other exotic items, unusual items? It really depends on the consigner because sometimes I got, um, for example, I have several um, consigners. They are stylists and so they have really weird items. They have maybe a piece of cotton that they bought in India and that has really weird prints. And um, so it really depends on the consigners that, you know, um, I just got a huge package of chocolates. <laughs> so what is a consigner? <laughs> what is a consigner? Yeah. Is um, people who consign with me because my business model is a consignment business model. It's not like I buy it from people and I, I sell them. It's like I take the items people don't want in first and I um, take care of them and I sell them and afterwards I will pay people cash or with store credit. So that is consignment business model. And I call the, my customers consigners. You know, oh. When they consign with me, they're consigners. Oh, okay, so you <laughs> basically, you, so I ha if I have um, some items that are quite valuable, <laughs> yeah. I give them to you and then you display them in your shop. Mm -hmm. And then when you sell them, mm -hmm. you give me cash. cash. I pay you with cash yeah. or store credit. And what do you get out of it? Commissions. I am paying you to sell my things. Yes. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Because <laughs> um, if I don't have this time myself mm -hmm. to go online and sell, then I can go through someone like you and you can do the hard work for me. 
and we can both benefit from that. Yeah. yeah. What made you get into this business? You were in software mm. and you decided to sell other people's mm. items. Mm. Why did you do that? Um, why do I do it? I think, first of all, um, I really feel it's my nature. For some reason, when I was very young, when I was just a kid, and I hated plastics so much. And uh, when polyester, you know, become popular in China, and I just couldn't bear it. I don't know why I don't like that sort of thing. Um, so I would always recycle since I was a kid, even that it wasn't really a thing in China. Even in Beijing, like the capital of China, like it's really not existing. Like no one's recycling. What were you recycling? When when I was when I was a kid. Or yeah. What were you recycling? Uh, papers. Paper. Papers and uh, plastics, just all sorts of wraps. And I would always bring my own bag to the supermarket. I I just refused to use plastic bags. Yeah. Oh, so you, you were recycling objects, or you, you were continuing to use objects that you could use over and over again, rather than using it once and then throwing it away. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, also, I would um, ask like older girls and whether they have anything like they don't wear anymore, so I can have their you know secondhand clothing to wear, because I just feel more comfortable. I just I don't feel very comfortable when I always go shopping for new things. I I don't know why. I couldn't really quite explain because no one in my family um, does that, and um, it wasn't really like educational, you know, system existing. It wasn't exist. Yeah. Um. So that is number one, and I think second of all, it's um, uh, when I was doing automation software. We did lots of projects are um, contribute to energy management. So we would manage the energy for a building. For example, we worked with lots of five-star hotels and um, you know, in the lobby and they always have beautiful lightings and um, but um, they don't always need it, you know, um, like 24 hours um, so we would come in and we would do the software for them and so manage the lighting system in the lobby or in the hallways so during midnight when when no one is there and you know the sensor could tell okay so no one is here in this area so we can dim the lights so so we save some you know, like Electricity, and also for the air conditioning system, uh, we also could uh, manage that big time. So by the end of the year, if you do like, if you see your electricity bill, and we do, you know, help a lot. So I was always very um, passionate about energy management. Yeah. You were recycling plastic bags, mm. recycling your own clothes, mm. um, asking others to d give you clothes. Yeah. What did you feel at the time? I just, I felt better. I don't know. It's really hard to explain. 
I just felt better. You just felt that this was something that you had to do. It makes me feel better. In your time of recycling, mm -hmm. what's been your biggest challenge? What's been one of your biggest challenges? Mm -hmm. I must say it is the platform. Which platform that I should, um, you know, appear the most, and that is the my biggest challenge. Um, I know lots of um, people would tell me that you know Chinese people and they don't have, you know they don't understand what secondhand means, and um, it's not the right timing to enter the market. What were your choices of platform? First of all, a independent like online store, like um, of course Pondstar.com. Pondstar is the uh, you know it's, uh, it's the name of my business. So um, Pondstar.com is not available, but you know, but Pondstar.com or like um, Pondstar Beijing or PondstarShanghai.com, the independent online store, um, it is an option, and uh, other platforms like. Um, the Taobao platform is, is very big and popular and quite complete system they have. And um, WeChat Store is also another platform. Um, yeah. So you mentioned WeChat mm -hmm. and um, we've had a discussion about WeChat. Yes. So, and I found that discussion very interesting. <laughs> so I'd like to find out how do you use WeChat? Mm -hmm. Because you you have items, mm -hmm. you collect items from your mm -hmm. consigners, mm -hmm. and then you distribute them. Mm -hmm. So can you tell us in your own words mm -hmm. how you use WeChat mm -hmm. to, to organize your business, to run your business? Mm -hmm. yeah. I wouldn't say that I use WeChat to organize uh, my business. WeChat is a communication tool. And I just use WeChat as a communication tool. That's what I do with it. Um, so, in another word, WeChat is the platform that I use for customer service. Uh, and on the daily basis, this is what we do on WeChat. We would update the newest items on WeChat Moments. We just post them on WeChat Moments. And um, in a very short time, 30% of them would be sold. And with in a week, or um, maybe slightly more than a week, half of them would be sold. And then we would um, like uh, slowly transfer <laughs> the, like, the second half to the Taobao store and WeChat store. And as a meanwhile, of course, when you sell them and you have to communicate with your customers and answering questions. So I would see WeChat more like a customer service too. Because when we have traffic from the Taobao platform and the WeChat platform, we currently have both. And they would always want to talk to the person. Uh, yeah. It's, I think it's a very um, it's a very reasonable request that when you buy things that you want to talk to the seller. Even I, I bought you know office uh, software um, 
from Microsoft, and I still have problem with it. And I want to talk to their customer service, and I get really upset when they when I couldn't find anyone is there, and and just waiting to do my work, but I couldn't. So um, I think WeChat is very flexible <laughs> and very efficient uh, in that way for small business owners like us to do the customer service. I have attended many events mm. and WeChat often comes up. Mm. How do we use WeChat to reach mm. our customers? Mm. And from what I can see, mm. you have found a very effective way mm. because if you're selling 50% of your mm. um, stock mm -hmm. each week using WeChat, most businesses would want that. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And then you're yeah. using the Taobao channel yes. to sell the second half, second of it. <laughs> half and the WeChat store. Yeah, yeah. So can you tell me about the WeChat store? I know very little about the WeChat store, so if you could just expand on what a WeChat store is. Um, a WeChat store um, is actually quite independent from WeChat itself. Um, in order to like get the entrance to the WeChat store, Either you get the link from someone who, who sent you the link, uh, or you have to download the app. Is the WeChat, uh, WeChat Store app, and then you can find all the WeChat stores on it. So it doesn't really become very, you know, as popular as the Taobao Store. Yeah. So you, you mentioned the Taobao Store. Tell us about the Taobao Store. The Taobao Store? Um, like which part? <laughs> well, I, I think most people in China have heard of the Taobao store. Yes. And many people in other countries have also heard of the Taobao store. Mm. So from your perspective, mm. what is a Taobao store? How do you use the Taobao store? Okay, so um, we don't have a eBay store, but I do use eBay. And um, I think compared to eBay store, um, Taobao store is similar but more completed. Yeah. Um, when you say completed, what do you mean? I know like um, the fake uh, stuff and uh, you know items from the gray market it's a big issue for the like the West world. Um, and um, but um, Taobao store, the Taobao is really trying to do quality control. They really set up a quite complicated, you know, system for the sellers to like update your items and to do customer service, and um, they have a very complicated system. And um, they really try and they're trying to you know do a better quality control. I, I think more than eBay. When you sell your items through Taobao, how do you connect with your customers? Um, first of all, um, of course through search. Of course, you can advertise yourself on Taobao store, but we don't do that because we have one item each. So it doesn't make sense for us to advertise one item and then you have a hundred people who want 
one item and you have to go apologize to 99 of them. <laughs> so we don't do that. But that is、um, most of the like the big sellers do. The manufacturers and they do that. And and then if you don't do that, you have to just、um, complete your description of the items. So when people are searching, so make sure that you are there to appear so they can see you. And then, if they are interested in talking to you, and there is also a communication tool、uh, developed by Taobao, it's called the、uh, Wang Wang. <laughs> they can talk to you through that. So each item you put on the Taobao store.、Mm. And each item you put on the WeChat store,、mm-hmm. you have to write an individual description. Is that right?、Uh, actually, there is a new function that when you like upload all your items、um, on Taobao store, and you can just transfer them directly to your WeChat store with one button. Oh, that's very convenient. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's easier, but, but each item has to have its own individual description. Yes,、yeah. of course. That seems quite a lot of work.、Mm-hmm. Am I right? It is.、Um, and do you do that yourself, or do you have no, people doing that for you? No,、uh, you have to have an online service people to do that. Yeah, otherwise, yeah. you'll be occupied all day long.、Yeah. You have an online service team、yeah. writing descriptions of items, and then. Customers can、mm-hmm. see those items,、yes. and then they can start conversation with you、yeah. or with your service team.、Um, then, mainly just with the online service person.、Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then the item sold, and then you bring in new items. Yes, that sounds very interesting because、um, for many people, the workings of WeChat are、mm. hidden. You seem to have got it right because、mm. you. You're creating a business, a very niche business, a business in a very specific market,、mm. and you're able to reach your customers.、Mm. Yeah. What do you do with the items that you can't sell? Because every business、yeah. has old stock that、yeah. it just can't get rid of. So, what do you do with those?、Um, first of all, I don't have much of those, and.、Um, It's because that I do、um, non-profit project.、Um, Now tell us more about the non-profit projects. Yeah, <laughs> so、uh, it's very simple, really. It just、uh, every Monday, <laughs> um, because when you took in items, especially from girls, there are lots of fast fashion, and they don't last well. Maybe they only. Worn it for three times, but it's peeling, and the buttons are gone, and the zippers are stuck. <laughs> that sort of situation. So、um, we just give them away for free. And、uh, but before that, we would take care of them. We'll clean them, but they are cleaned before they sent to us. But sometimes we reclean them again. And、uh, we take proper photos. We iron them and and everything. And we would、um, write the description on WeChat. We just give them for free every single Monday, and we call the project Monday Carnival. Monday Carnival. <laughs> so how, how, how do you、tough. get? So it's Monday Carnival.、Yeah. 
you're giving away free items. Yeah. So how, if I want to get one of these items,、yeah. what do I need to do? Well, you just talk to the WeChat we have, the Pawnstar WeChat. You just, you know,、uh, tell them that we're twenty-one, and you、um, with foreigners because most of them, of course, they don't know how to use Taobao store, so they just. Do sometimes they do WeChat transfer or sometimes they pay cash on delivery for the delivery. But we got really good deal with the delivery company, so it's normally just five RMB,、uh, or even there are further out as ten、um, RMB, and you pay for the delivery. It is yours for free, completely free. And、uh, for the Chinese person,、uh, for the Chinese people, this is what we do. We would. Uh, of course, they would、um, they would repost our Monday Carnival article to their WeChat. So you know we are reaching out more people who's interested in you know who's interested in us. So、um, but for the Chinese people, we would also give them a link from our Taobao store. It's a link only for paying for the delivery. And so they would buy it. It's like they're buying from our Taobao store, and of course they're happy with the free stuff. So afterwards, and they would give us good reviews. <laughs> yeah. So even even that when we first started, and we don't really have lots of traffic from Taobao, from inside of the Taobao, and but we still have.、Um, Very good reviews and、uh, quite a lot of them, and it gives us a good reputation. When a new customer who happened to see us on Taobao and, and you know have no idea about us, but the person would see so many good reviews about us, and it builds up slowly builds up the trust between us and the customers. Yeah. So, basically, people like free things; they're happy to get those free things. Yeah. You use that to help build your reputation,、mm-hmm. your brand, and、yeah. your、um, your presence on Taobao、yes. and on WeChat. Yes.、Yeah. You mentioned that from a young age you've been recycling. Yeah. What do your family and friends、mm-hmm. think about what you do? Um, I can't say that they. One hundred percent, completely understand what I'm doing right now. <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, they are being、uh, supportive, for sure, and、um, they have been collecting from me. <laughs> they collect for you. They they have been collecting stuff from me. From you. Yeah. Oh, so like, then they stuff def- they can use. They don't have problem with second hand. Yeah. Yeah. And people that are not your friends and family,、mm-hmm. but、um, more distant,、yeah. what do they think of you? What kind of reaction do you get from them?、Uh, I think、uh, most of the people who are about my age, they completely understand, and they are being very supportive, and a very big percentage of them would get very excited because. <laughs> There aren't many secondhand store in China, and they certainly want to shop with a secondhand store. And also, they have lots of items they are trying to get rid of, so they're very excited. 
Um, but occasionally, I would encounter some people who doesn't really get the idea or never heard of it, or really dislike or has problem with this sort of um, you know idea that wearing someone else's clothing or yeah. Okay, that's buying chocolate from the second-hand store, even they're new. <laughs> In the future,、mm. where do you see your business going? Do you think it's going to grow massively, or do you think it's always going to be a niche specialist market?、Um, massively, but compared to what? Because I'm not a manufacturer、uh, who's selling that. I don't know pets. <laughs> So I, I certainly cannot be a massive company, but I certainly see this sort of business has great potential in China, and I totally believe that my business is going to be big. I probably would、um, have another like bigger platform, you know. Yeah. Platform.、What、yeah,、kind? platform. Like, I mean, maybe I'll just get Pawnstar.com. Yeah, to、oh, have an independent online store. Currently, do you have a website?、Uh, currently, we are using mainly just Stylites on Donut、yeah. to be our like the like the the entrance of our information. Yeah, it's like a window. Why do you use Stylites? Why do I use Stylites? Because it's very liberal. It started as a street style blog, and it has all sorts of、uh, people who has great style and who are also very liberal. And you can see famous photographers on on, on it, and the, like punk singers, and all sorts of people. Yeah.、Um, its focus is in line with what you're doing and what you hope to achieve in the future. We share the same nature. We are both very liberal, and we are reaching out. I, I think the, the the readers for Stylites and my customers, and they are like a match. If if somebody was to follow your example, <laughs>、um, what would you advise them to do? Yeah, why would they follow me? <laughs> Because what you're doing. It's very good, <laughs> and it's very positive. I think what you're doing is very positive. And so, if if somebody came along,、mm -hmm. if somebody came along that said, Jane, I like what you're doing. Yeah.、Um, what advice can you give to me to help me to repeat or to go in the same direction as you? What would you say to them? Well, I would say that you know,、um, I would tell them. I always remember what you do. It's about your responsibility to the society and mankind. Because I'm from Beijing, it's、yeah. a, a very big reason for me to start this business. Is because Beijing is so polluted, and I couldn't just live there anymore. So I left my families, my friends, you know my. Uh, my everything because my everything is about Beijing. <laughs> I'm just very, I'm very a、uh, local person. I'm not a cosmopolitan. Is that a positive word? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, 
but I left Beijing behind because of the pollution, and it's my hometown's heartbreaking for me to see it ends up this way. I, I think it's um, you know what we do, what I do. It's very big part of it is because I feel responsible for the society. So I would ask them to, like, not to run it as a pure business that makes money, but always remember your responsibility for the society. That is how you can actually do a better business.、Yeah. The impact on society above profit. Certainly. Yeah. I certainly do.、Sure. <laughs> <laughs> your responsibility to the society. It's more important than the business that only makes money. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Jane, <laughs> and、uh, we'll be、you. keeping in touch. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. This brings us to the end of this episode of Asia Biz Stories: Entrepreneurs in Action. Now we need you to hit the subscribe button and head over to asiabizstories.com for more great information on how to take your inspiration and turn it into action. Thanks again, and we look forward to having you join us next time on Asia Biz Stories: Entrepreneurs in Action.